build a, a, a really lean business that, that can be able to, to, to manage some of these difficulties. Brands need to showcase more empathy. I want to be part of the solution and I want to be relevant during this period so that I'm yeah. also not an, an, an agency partner who is only great when things are good. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Mushambi Matuma. I'm here for the second episode of Adjacent Conversations. Thank you so much for tuning in, for subscribing, for sharing, for liking, and coming back for the second week. We had tremendous responses since last week's launch, and uh, we're here to keep it moving. Um, today's conversation was truly incredible. It was a good friend of mine, entrepreneur, CEO, brand builder, extraordinaire, author, Sylvester Chauke, Sly from DNA Brand Architects. Um, really amazing conversation. And what we were talking about was doing business differently. Over the last couple of months, since COVID hit, everyone has been throwing this phrase around that we all need to change our business models. We need to adapt. Things will never be the same again. We have to do business differently. So what Sly and I talked about was, what's the reality behind that? Is it even possible? How do we do so? People keep mentioning it. How do we keep it practical? How do we respond? And, and he gave tremendous insight to what he's done to build out his team at DNA, the people element behind it, the HR element, and most importantly, the client element of how you actually sustain business and stay valuable during times like this. So super impactful conversation, amazing person, one of my favorite entrepreneurs and somebody I, I dearly look up to. Tune in, enjoy it. Please subscribe. Don't forget to share it. Drop it on Instagram. Tag us with your favorite, favorite clips from the episode. And we'll be back again next week. Thank you so much. Adjacent Conversations with my man Sly. Let's get it. Yo. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good. Well, yeah, well. yeah man. I mean, it's on radio, hey? Yes. Um, I just had a conversation um, on Power FM just about yeah. marketers and, and the decisions that I've had to, to, to make in the last couple of weeks, really, based yeah. on the, the challenges that we are facing, obviously. Yeah, which is, which is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, and I think that... You know, I think sometimes I, I have conversations with people and it almost feels um, as if um, it can be watered down slightly, you know. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. um, you know, where I'm sitting right now, I'm even um, not necessarily too concerned about just the short term. I really am quite concerned about the long term effect um, yeah. in two months, three months from now. Um, something what that that's going to mean. About, mm, mm, yeah. So let's let's uh, let's talk about that. I mean, our first question is um, is how are you doing right now? Like, what impact has this had on you? You had a tremendous year last year. This year, you've been doing well. But kind of what impact has all of this had on business for you? In, in terms of your clients, in terms of you, where does where do things stand? Hmm. I think there are almost two two areas. Um, in fact, I mean, it could even be you know uh, be three, but two. Um, yeah. areas that um, I've had to sort of manage and juggle. So the one aspect is obviously the business, um, yes. you know, in terms of the technical aspect of the business, our revenue, um, you know, our debtors, balancing our books, making sure that we, you know, we, we collect enough cash um, during this period and making sure yeah. that um, we also are uh, playing our part in terms of making sure we manage our suppliers, our teams, etc. So right. there's a technical aspect of the, you know, the people, you know, the product, the profit, the yeah. clients, just keeping that um, in check. 
But I think one of the, the most difficult part has been more on the other side, which is the, the emotional side, because yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, it's, heavy on, yeah. it's heavy on, on, on an individual. Um, it's heavy on a business owner. It's heavy on me. It does feel yeah. that I've got to manage the emotional side of it as well a lot more, not just the technical, yeah. but the effect of what's been happening. I mean, a couple of examples of a couple of my friends and people that I know who have just either had to really downsize their businesses, um, yes. you know, retrench people. Um, so around me, there's a lot of, of, of stories. Some of my big clients are also, you know, cutting back on, on resources, etc. So it is yeah. quite yeah. Um, emotionally heavy and quite draining, um, but yeah. something that one has to balance the two. So not only are we focusing on the technical aspect of the business, but we also have to have a much stronger sense of emotion and, and, and strength in our shoulders to carry this yeah. very difficult moment. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a really good point because I'll be honest with you is that that's something I probably only accepted as impacting me probably last week is that, mm. you, you know, as a business owner and, and, and the CEO of a brand is that your job, especially when you built it from scratch, is just to keep going. And you think, no, I can, yeah. I can handle this. This is just another wave. Yes. Um, but I'm, but I'm exhausted. Hey, uh, it's, uh, it's taken a lot out of me. And cause we had a couple of hits, we've lost a couple of clients, we've lost some work. Um, but I think, and just the stress, you know, even when, when, when Cyril was on, on TV the other night, you're just, you've got all this anxiety of like, what's he about to say? You know, I'm feeling mm. it. What's he going to say tonight? So mm. I think, um, that's, that's a very fair point, but this kind of period and like, the, the hits, because I mean, you and I have both had emotional waves up and down kind of over the years. So yes. do you think that that puts you in a better position than maybe people that have worked at brands for a long time and they're not used to kind of the struggle behind, you know, operating? Hmm. That is actually true um, yeah. because of, you know, the, the nature of what we do, the nature yeah. of, of, uh, um, of the job, and especially as a black owned business, um, yeah. You always, as you walk into a room, you you know that you are at a disadvantage, you know, yes. Um, yes. particularly for, yeah. especially, you know, the big clients, the good ones, uh, the ones that you really want to get. Um, and I have to say that um, over time, you, you had to have much stronger shoulders to carry yes. that challenge and be able to kind of manage it. Um, and I have to say, though, that um, it's not easy. It's not easy yeah. at all. But yeah. what is encouraging is the fact that um, if I speak to a fellow other, another fellow entrepreneur, they yeah. are on the same boat, you know? So there's a, there's a lot um, that we are all sharing this experience um, in a way. So that helps yeah. to say, you know what, Sly, it's not just you and your business yeah. specifically, but it's a lot of businesses across the world and a lot of businesses in South Africa today. So that gives me yeah. a bit of hope and energy. But you know what was quite interesting for me was that yes. I started really panicking um, yeah. uh, when I started seeing the big brands, the big players, people that have got yeah. billions of rands of free cash, access to investors. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I see those kind of brands falling apart, you know, yeah. losing yeah. themselves yeah. in this yeah. time. And that almost gives me a sense of anxiety too, because I just think, you know, if Pam Golding can't pay their salaries, 
Yeah. You know, how is... The, you know, how am I supposed to... <laughs> how am I supposed to go? Yeah, you know, if, yeah, if, if Big yeah. Vest are taking out, saying 60,000 of their business, this is one of the, you know, a business in the top top 100, top 100 listed companies um, with yeah. massive amounts of capital available. If they can't yeah. manage it, I'm wondering about the small businesses, you know? Yeah, so it is, sure. it's, 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 it's quite, uh, you know, it's quite challenging, um, you know, how that is, is happening. Yeah, I think, I mean, I agree fully with you. And I think from my perspective is initially I panicked as well, but then I realized, which is kind of our topic, strangely enough, is that um, is that probably the way we run our, our, our different businesses, right? And other entrepreneurs that you and I both know, the ones that are tuned in listening, we probably have different business models than, than some of these big listed JSE companies, right? Yeah. So, you know, the way that they operate and they, and they capacitate is on huge budgets, uh, but also huge overheads. And you're able to probably cut back a whole lot simpler and easier and make kind of faster decisions than a company that has, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 people, you know? Mm. And so I think yeah. it's, it's, it's like, it's a bit worrying but it's actually exciting for me because actually your business is in a better position than their business in terms of being able to survive because a bit a, a hit like this, you know, you can bounce back from, but in some of those yes. situations, how do you bounce back from a billion Rand loss? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's almost impossible. You are right. I think yeah. part of the, um, you know, part of the lesson, I suppose, it has been about the effectiveness of your business model. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. you know, the, um, the more complex the business model, the more of a hit they're going to experience based on this COVID-19 situation. So um, I do think that when you look at it, and I, and I do concur with you, that um, perhaps without knowing, you know, we really yeah. did uh, build a, a, a really lean business that, that can be able to 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 manage some of these difficulties versus yeah. some of the bigger challenges but you know you all but you almost as an entrepreneur you know you've got your 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 eyes and sight on um some of these impressive businesses in terms of how yeah. how large they are and how they do so you look at them as the beacon um or as the lighthouse of how things sure. are done so when they struggle you know you do question yeah um, kind of you know, your, like, your yeah. own business model yeah 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 no I'm with you. I'm with you 100% there. So I guess then the question and even, you know, seeing some of the comments that are coming through is then how do we as business owners, as entrepreneurs, like in doing business differently than the big guys or the old school guys or the traditional guys, like what does it mean to actually then be effective? Like what have you done like over the years and in this period to say, okay, cool, this is how we can be a little bit more efficient. This is how we can be a little bit more effective. I think what has been very um, important to me as an entrepreneur has always been the relevance that I have in a room um, and my ability yes. to be able to um, have a relevant solution for a client, however way that is. Um, and that's always very important. So over this period, for an example, I have um, been quite clear that if I don't have a connection and um, a, a, a relevant pl um, place for me yes. amongst that, you know, in the lives of, in, in the boardrooms, in the lives of my clients today, it just question why I'm there, you know? Yeah. So um, my ability to listen to the clients and what they are going through and their challenges and being able to quickly um, come back with something that helps them to deliver what they're thinking about. So I'm part of the conversation. I want to be part of the solution and I want to be relevant 
during this period so that I'm yeah. also not an, an, an agency partner who is only great when things are good. You know, I also yes. need to showcase yeah. that I can also be very relevant when things are not good. So I need to also be, 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 be pliable um, and, and nimble in the way that I, I engage with them. For sure. Well, that makes sense. It's like, it's almost a, a way of approaching it that we're not forcing ourselves in the room. We, we know our value. Um, we know what we can offer. And then we come and sit down at the table and say, hey, this is, and you can say it kind of with a bit of confidence because you know that you're able to solve a problem versus, yeah. you know, just begging for work or forcing your way where you don't have context or you don't have a potential solution. I think that's a very good point. Yeah, I think it's, it is critical because, um, you know, you can quickly become irrelevant during this period if you are seen um, as someone that is only managing a business when things are good. You do need to be able to uh, work yeah. with your clients through the difficulties and be able to have solutions for them of how they can also get out of it more effectively and help them communicate better. It's been one of the, the yeah. a, a good um, experience and a good sense in, in this lockdown period because we've been much busier than what we than where we've been before. You know, it's been quite weird um, in that way. We are working yeah. harder than, than we've ever worked before. The, the hours are much longer than before. So it's definitely not a lockdown in a traditional yeah. sense, you know, for us. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's a good position to be in. I mean, I think there's the, the, the personal side of it that now we're working from home and uh, yeah, you're just pushing more hours and, and, and you're just, it's kind of, you don't have a reason to unplug or to, you know, get on the traffic home. Um, but it's good to hear that, that, that you're busier and you guys are solving kind of more challenges. So, I mean, you're, you're kind of a brand building expert, a brand building architect. So what is that like? How do you build a brand? Um, and I know it's probably a difficult question, but how do you build a brand when everything is falling apart? Um, you know, what do you, like, how do you position that? How do you take advantage of a situation like this? I think um, one of the greatest um, results, I guess, in the last um, couple of weeks in, in, in yeah. lockdown has been that our clients are coming back to us with a very different kind of brand building. So it's not, hi, you know, I, I'm Telcom, you must buy me, you know. Yes. It's not that yes. at all. It's, it's actually... Um, around how do they communicate more effectively within their business today, um, yeah. within the current um, you know you know stakeholders that they have their you know their staff for example. So we've had to work a lot on internally um, assist the team to be able to engage with messages that help them work better from um, you know from home and access to information yes. that you know that they need in a way that's great. So we've just really just refocused our almost you know, um, business to consumer um, activity into more of yeah. an internal activity to build more of the brand internally, but also work with um, their stakeholders around how do they also participate in um, assisting the country in dealing with the challenges that we're facing uh, you know, right now um, in terms of access to information, um, access right. to data, access to information, um, you know, uh, content, um, learning materials and things like that. So it's, yeah. it's brand building in a sense that at the end of the day, a brand operates within its community. It operates within a context. And if the context you know, changes, um, so do you need to change as a brand? So do you need to reflect yeah. that in how, in, 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 in how you communicate? So what has been um, really uh, you know, fantastic has just been our ability to shift quite quickly to what is needed 
um, and what the clients are looking for more right now than just trying to push the message um, about buy me or, or use me. So, you know, we are seeing more of that, which is being encouraging. Yeah. So almost brands have to focus less on, on selling and more of like serving, actually, you know, and serving that community that you mentioned around them. So the shift is kind of like in the values and the way they communicate. Absolutely, um, because it is going to matter um, how our consumers are going to see us and engage with us in the future yeah. Um, yeah. based on how we've also engaged with them during this period. Um, and, you know, you've seen many brands, you know, jumping in into this. We, we are with you. We'll do it, you know, together. Um, you know, we will win um, together but apart. So you are seeing this solidarity and camaraderie really around um, the brands understanding that what's key right now is to flatten the curve, is to protect yes. people, is yes. to deliver the right messages to, you know, to people. And so that is priority. And if your brand is able to assist in that messaging, um, if your brand is able to communicate that messaging a lot more to its base, um, it's so much better um, because it is of a priority right now based on what yeah. our consumers are, are looking for and are thinking about. What actually they actually need. That's, that's actually a solid point. And I, and I love what one of the, one of the, one of the people uh, listening to us just commented, Kanyezi, she said agility and sensitivity to the context and the community, which I think it's spot on, right? Is like, that's how you get it right. Is that you're able to move around and move around and turn quickly, but then we just have to be sensitive to what's going on. I mean, I saw a couple of brands in the US this morning when I woke up that uh, it was in Vegas, in Las Vegas. And they were saying, no, just open up the casinos. Yes, whoever has yes. COVID has it. And whoever well, doesn't, yeah. doesn't, <laughs> we'll figure it out, but let us keep making money. And it was just like, it was so insensitive. You know, like, I know it's a casino, but geez, man, like, <laughs> you yeah, know, like no. take a step back. Like, you know, it was like the survival of the fittest uh, mentality. I, I must know? say that the the context um, or the conversation around survival of the fittest is also something that, you know, I've seen. I just saw just before coming on um, onto this live, you know, there was a heartbreaking tweet of a, a trader, um, an elderly lady yes. who, who, who has just been put behind a van uh, she's she is trying to sell acha, um, yes. and she hasn't got a permit. And they are literally right. forcing her into the back of a vehicle and being quite aggressive um, in the yeah. process, which is quite heartbreaking. And you know the idea of 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 empathy. You know empathy yeah. in, um, in at this time, brands need to showcase more empathy. South Africans need to be more empathetic. Um, you know, uh, our police service needs to be more, you know, more empathetic to, to the, the reality of what's happening, because I can almost yeah. guarantee you that the trader, you know, did not just wake up in the morning and say, let me go and defy what yeah, let me go break the law. The desperation yes. of yeah. trying to be able to get bread um, and, and to be able to, um, to, to survive. So yeah. empathy you know, in, in, in brand building, you know, we always talk about that, and, and particularly in communication, our ability to be sensitive to what people go through, to what our customers yeah. go through, critical at this time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a good point, but it's just like so many people are getting it wrong. Um, and very few are getting it right with like a right kind of, I guess, authentic position because sometimes you see it and you and it doesn't feel completely authentic. I mean, I, I saw on, on a couple of groups, you know, some of the, you know, some, uh, I guess, some, uh, some hacks of videos of like what every ad agency is doing right now. And, you know, we're bearing with you and we're all together right now and we need you to, to join us. So like, how does a brand 
kind of show the empathy, understand what's going on on the ground, but do so like in an authentic way, you know, that doesn't seem cheesy, that doesn't seem off brand, but like yes. it feels accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that I think that's one of the things that I, I, I mean, I was looking at and, 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 and chuckling and I was actually making yeah. a joke to one of my friends saying that if I see another logo that's, that's you know, spread apart and, and with a tagline <laughs> that we must yes. you know, stay apart, oh my yes. goodness, I, I just, I want to like die. Think, hey? You know, good effort, you know, good effort. Yeah. And it's yeah. been like, of course, a generic thing. I think, although the point um, here is, you know, for me is that, you know, if you are not purpose-driven, yeah. Um, you know, you can't now all of a sudden pretend like you know that's what you've been doing. You know. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's also probably fine to just sort of keep quiet and yeah. and, and regroup and come back later because there are you know some it's, you know some some areas and I had a, a a debate even today about a brand um, which I won't name um, that you know was advertising during the president's pre, um, you know state of the nation address. Yeah. Um, I just thought. Okay, geez. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. one of these days, then we're going to be having um, the state of address. Of, uh, the state of nation address was brought to you by yes, Starbucks. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not. I think that yeah. one has to just be sensitive um, yeah. to the importance of this. And yes, we we we, are, we yes we are at home and and you have a captive audience, but it doesn't mean yeah. that you must bombard us with every single message. Possible. Yeah, it's actually probably the reverse that needs to happen. We actually need to actually step back is. and slow yeah. down. We don't need so much content. We don't need so much messaging. Um, it's okay to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's actually okay to be quiet and come back strong. But when you try yeah. now to have, and so people just look at that and, and, and yeah. it doesn't land and it doesn't make mm. sense. Um, however, if you are able to be able to, you know, to say something, um, you know, that encourages, you know, South Africans, that encourages your consumer base. This is yeah. the time to say it. This is the time to be able to do that. Right. So maybe instead of saying, buy me, buy this right now, but you could say, yeah. we are with you, you know, yeah. um, we, we yeah. can't wait to see you, uh, you know, again, like I saw our children actually had an ad that said, um, I saw it yesterday that said, mm. um, what are you gonna do when, you know, after lockdown? What is the first thing you're gonna do? And so, yes. um, and so different people come back and they say, I'm gonna get a haircut, I'm gonna go swimming, I'm gonna go do this, this which I thought was a, a, a cute way of, yeah. of being able to participate in the, in, you know, in the conversation you know, without necessarily coming um, um, across as opportunistic. Yeah. yeah, without saying we can't get free, wait for you to get back on the road so we can, put up your premium, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's a great way, yeah, it's, just, it's just, I think that's what a lot of brands have to realize. And I think even to the, the entrepreneurs that are, you know, that are tuned in, that are thinking about how to grow their brands is that it's understanding that you don't always have to be selling. You know, sometimes the brand value and the brand experience is just about providing value, providing an authentic voice, saying you're there, providing the empathy that you talked about instead of always saying, you know, buy me. And then that's the, that's the way we do it different is we stop selling, we stop commenting on everything. We stop always trying to position ourselves and we kind of humanize it, right? I think that's exactly it. Um, yeah. The concept that a brand is like a human in a way, you know, it's got a, a personality, you know, it's got yeah. a style, you know, it's got a tone, it's got a language, yeah. it's got a sense. So it's going to always tap into who it is, you know, the yeah. brand is going to tap into who it is and, and be able to kind of communicate um, and, and land its message accordingly. It's, it won't change itself now all of a sudden. 
um, but, you know, because then it won't be authentic to itself. So yeah. it, 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 yeah. it's, it's pretty um, awesome that you know, a lot of the, you know, the, a lot of the brands, a lot of the good brands um, have been able to really tweak that quickly and also come across um, as more you know, relatable um, and, and um, understanding of the current context without trying to oversell. For sure. I mean, I love what, what uh, I think David just mentioned. He said brands have to be socially driven instead of economically driven, which is which is spot on. I mean, I think you know the biggest lesson I'm I'm learning just even in this conversation is the is the emotional side of it. Is what you started with is that understanding that you know we're taking emotional hits as well as business hits, and we'll manage the business hits. There's formulas for that. There's methods, but it's really like the the emotional side of it. So I, I guess, you know, one of my selfish questions is really on the leadership side, right? Is that you're someone I look up to in terms of the business that you've built, um, the team that you've built, which has been incredibly, you know, beautiful to watch and encouraging to watch. Um, so I, I definitely have to applaud you there because it, it's, it's just refreshing to see another black man that's just out here growing. So I'm, I'm proud of you and I appreciate your growth. Uh, I have to say that. Um, but from a leadership standpoint, like, how are you practically guiding your team through all of this uncertainty, right? Like, how are you um, taking that emotional stress and trauma and then making sure that they, it doesn't pass on to them? Because, um, you know, it's hard because you, you said you're feeling all this burden, you're feeling anxiety, we're wondering what Cyril's about to say, um, wondering what our clients are about to say. Like, how do you offset that with the EQ? Yes, it's been a, a, an incredibly critical part of this process. Yeah. Um, and one of the big things was just from a, you know, from a people's perspective. Because for me, just before the lockdown, I sat in my office and, and there was no one at, at, you know, at the office on that day. Yeah. And um, I kind of you know, jotted down what I felt was quite important for me to sort out um, yes. and be able to utilize this uh, during this period um, so that I am more clear and I don't get um, you know, sidetracked and, and, and bamboozled um, you know, in the period. And yeah. for me, it was clear. There were four things that were vital. The people aspect was important. So how often yes. do we check in with each other? How yeah. do we ensure that we, what process do we follow to engage? Um, making sure that from an HR perspective, the conversations are taking place, the calls are happening on a daily basis. Right. So we're checking, we're checking up and checking on our people to make sure that they are okay. Because yeah. you know we all come from different social backgrounds as well, and, and I was concerned about you know not, not not all of us have got the ability to just sit very comfortably and be on a Zoom call. You know, yeah. in, in, yeah. you know different individuals have got different situations, and yeah. at home there could be children, there's a family, there's a, you know yes. there's a, you know a sisters, there's there's a bit of noise, you know yes. there, there isn't enough space. So I was quite concerned about that. I have to say that um, how are we going to be able to ensure that my my team are comfortable at the office? I can control. By yeah. making sure that I've given them the space that's comfortable for them right, to work. Right, and the environment and, to do so. But now you're, it's out of your control. So. Yeah, exactly. But now it's out of my control. So how do we assist, you know, and, and make sure that we have an understanding of that so that we can shift work accordingly based on the situation. So the people, you know, it was quite important. I was also quite concerned about whether, you know, you know, they must adhere to the rules. They must stay safe. Um, yes. because, because obviously, as you can imagine, um, you know, all it takes is just one person with, 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 with COVID-19 into the office yeah. and then yeah. we are all, that's it. you know, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so there's a, an area, a reality about, oh my goodness, can we just 
also ensure that you know we are complying. So, yeah. so the the, the 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 people aspect has always been a top top of my list in you know during during this period. And one of the other key things was just making sure that the team is aware and and understanding that uh, uh, there will be there will be no job cuts you know in April and Mar and 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 and, and May. Um, yeah. So that at least. Uh, as they hear all these news about, you know, about um, you know retrenchments and job cuts, that they also feel like okay, at least maybe they can relax about. Yeah, the, that's the not going to happen jobs. here. Yeah. yeah, which is which is yeah. important because everyone is feeling that anxiety right now. Everyone is wondering the twenty fifth is coming on Saturday. What's going to happen? Exactly. Yeah, so it yeah. was just important to to kind of lay that fear and to make sure that guys um, and and my team are comfortable and they know that um, you know we are okay for now. And that right. was very very helpful to just you know relay that. And I think that helped a lot. Um, and also just talk about what success you know looks like in terms of um, you know getting out of this. I had yes. an, an, an an online town hall. Um, you know, communicating to the team about just the, you know, the plans in place and what we want to be doing. That also helps to say, you know, you know, the chief has a plan, and and, yes. and, and my management team also are working hard to ensure that we deliver. So um, everybody needs to play their game. But you know what's also interesting is that yeah. over this period, I've also gotten to see, um, you know, um, you know, how different individuals manage difficult challenges, you know, yeah. because you yeah. know, you then can, so you get to gauge your team and you yeah, get to see actually. the strength yeah. of the team and the weaknesses. Uh, you know, we've been able to see, um, oh, I, you know, I'm able to see some of the things that we need to improve, um, yeah. things that we need to be better at, and, and maybe some of the upskilling required in terms of managing this. So it's been such an amazing, um, you know, moment of growth. Um, so yeah. I think your question was around how have we tried to ensure that people yeah. um, are, are not taking on the burden of of their job losses. It's just constant communication, HR on top of on on top of that to ensure that there's a line, there's a link, there's a con there's a conversation, so people don't sit at home wondering um, and, yeah. and, and, and 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 suffering based on not knowing information. Yeah, no, that, that's so spot on, man, and I think. I mean, I love that, that it, you had a list at first, right? And that you, you you came up with the plan. So it's it's not haphazard. It's it's not last minute. Is that you sat you sat alone in silence and and you worked on it and said this is what I'm going to do. And and I love that it's people first. And and before the profits, before the salaries, it's like how are they doing? I mean, I think I, I see comments here of people saying I'd love to work with you or you're the best boss. Thank you, Chief. So it's, I, I I get it. I see I see why uh, I see why. And I'm learning, you know what I mean? So I think um, it, it makes perfect sense. But I, I love that you, you've you laid it out in a structure that puts people first kind of above everything else and then yes. gives them. And as again, what we said about brands is just is has, has a little bit of empathy. And I think sometimes we can forget that when we're thinking about the business side of it. We're like, cool, how do we get more efficient? How do we stay profitable? How do we find some more money? But if you don't have the team and the resources or they're not okay, uh, you have them, but they're not fine. They're not, you know, they're not capable. Then we've got a real problem. So that that linkage um, is, is, is it's almost priceless. You know what I mean? And it's how we actually come out of this. Yeah, true. And I, and I, and I, I have to say, you know, um, and this is obviously um, a personal moment that I had. Yes. Um, you know, um, we had 21 days that we were going to be on lockdown. Yeah. And, um, and, and of course, when you hear 21 days, you, you, you do plan and think about 21 days. So my yeah. new plan, um, you know, it sort of 
it, it felt perfect. It, it makes yes. sense. Yeah. And so when the president um, then extended the lockdown, I then was like, oh my goodness. Um, so I had plans is, for day 22. I, I, did, I did not plan this for, the, yes. you know, for this extra two weeks. Yeah. Um, so I had to then relook it. And I think why I got upset was that uh, um, it's better to know that you've got six weeks lockdown yeah. or three weeks lockdown. Because yeah. it is a, it's, it 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 will be able to assist you to make yeah. the right decisions. If it's yeah. three weeks, then you know the the choices you will make will be different right. to if it's six weeks. Yeah. So I felt that I wish I could know upfront that we exactly. have six How weeks long? or two yeah. months or yeah. so that then I can make a, a plan accordingly. Because I don't want to then be caught unawares um, sure. and also trying to 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 make up a plan in the middle of you know, of, of, yeah. of a plan that I thought yeah. was quite, um, uh, but, you know, as you learn in business, you've got to have plan A and plan B and plan yes. C and C yeah. and E. <laughs> but that's, that's the crisis right now. And, and you know what, the, 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 the scary thing is you say that is that tonight we might hear that there's a different plan, right? That we might have to shift yet again. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. So, I, yes. so I guess then it's like, the, the, the premise of doing business differently is um, is going forward. It's like, you're gonna always have to operate with this uncertainty like on your shoulders to a certain extent, yeah. right? That um, yes. even, if, even if the lockdown ends, um, even if things start to improve, that this can happen again, right? We don't know what the next kind of global crisis is. Um, you know, the, the, the next kind of recession is. So it's like, there's also an aspect of that we're going to all have a little bit of PTSD after all of this happens, right? Even if it gets better, we're always going to shift the way we perform and the way we plan because you're like, yo, there could be 21 days or 30 days any time now, you know, going forward. So, oh, it's, yeah, it's actually, um, it's, it's a bit draining, but it, it, it's a teaching moment as well. I think it has become a lot more practical because you yeah. know, we've heard before, um, I know that in our strategy, for example, diversifying revenue is yeah. like one of the other pillars, you know, yes. so we do look at where do we get our money and, yeah. um, and as, to as many diverse sources of where that income comes from. It's something that's quite important. And I think practically be able to see the effects of that in an environment like this has been yeah. very helpful because you get to see whether that is actually, um, you know, uh, uh, practical. Um, for and sure, you can see for sure. Especially because instead of it being a theoretical um, ideology, it's actually now become a practical thing. When they yeah. say, you know, when they say, you know, um, op you know we, we can't operate from now, you know, you can't you know, operate to earn money now so you can live now. We've got to try to ensure that you do have a couple of months of grace and, yes, and liquidity yes. um, and cash flow management. And so cash flow not, to even just manage that, yeah. Exactly, just so that it's not that the minute there's a, a one little um, a challenge, then you are actually out, which is one of the things I've been really surprised about um, during this period that there's been uh, some of the bigger businesses and companies who that couldn't, you know, didn't seem like they could even survive just for one month, which is yeah, quite, yeah. Um, which, which quite is, scary. is actually, is actually shocking because you look up to them and you, you think that that's the ideal to get to, of, you know, all of these employees and all of these offices in this massive scale. And then you're like, well, we're managing cash flow, you know, 10 times better than they are actually, you know, it, it, it's a, it is a bit yeah. shocking. And, 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 and of course, and, and of course, you know, yes, it's different, um, you know, managing uh, 5 billion 
free cash. Okay. But um I yeah, think the principle, yeah. you know, the principle is the same. Our ability to ensure that um, we are a little bit more long-term in our approach. It's one of the biggest things I'm taking sure. with me to strengthen that even more um, you know, in my business so that um, yeah, you know, yeah. these things, you know, of course they will um, you know, um, catch us unawares and they will affect us. But that at the end sure. of the day, you know, one of my biggest frustrations or challenges has, has always been, let's make sure that we protect the people um, and my team. I, you know, the last thing we need is um, more people not being able to work because of yeah. the fact that um, our business isn't, isn't able to, to um, accommodate them. So that's just been um, one of the biggest stress. And I suppose you will know this, um, you know, in, in the initial stages, even just hiring bodies um, yeah. in your business is like um, one of the biggest challenges because you always think, oh my God, I don't want to make this commitment to these individuals yeah. Yeah. to for them to leave their careers <laughs> to come and join your business and then yes. not be able to. And then you can't, and then you can't, you can't provide it. Yeah. It's a painful thing. It's a, it's, yeah. it is a real, it's, it's a, it's a really painful thing, but I must tell you that there's also been some, some other interesting, um, you know, conversations that I've had with other entrepreneurs, um, you know, in terms of people and movements and, and opportunities. So if, if you know people who know people who are looking for people, how yeah. do we you know, support each other in, in that transaction so yeah. that um, we don't let, let people up just like in, in, up in the cold, but that we're yeah. able to, um, you know, to um, assist them and, and support them to as much as we can. Yeah, no, it's it's a very good point. You know, I, I always uh, I always joke with the team and, and say, you know, everybody wants to be a CEO, but nobody wants to be a CEO, a CEO right? Is because you know, taking on this pressure of managing salaries, managing cash flow, and that's the thing is that the responsibility of being a leader means just that is that you have to lead, you have to continue to guide. And, you know, someone gave up their past job or gave up an opportunity to come work with for you. You can't just say, hey, let me let you go. And I think it's also difficult for us in the nature and size of our businesses is that, you know, all of your employees, you know them, you know them by name, you know their families, you know where they're yes, from, it's personal. you know, versus, you know, when you got 10,000 and it's just a number, it's, it's actually a little bit easier probably to say, okay, cool. How do we get rid of 10% of the labor force? When you have to make that call, uh, it's almost impossible because you're like, I know it's her almost, and I know what she's going through, right? True, true. I have yeah. to say, um, you know, on the other hand, you know, while there's that reality, which is which is very true, that we want to protect and make sure that we look after our people. But I also think this period has also helped me to also be much clearer with yeah. regards to the people that you have in your business. Yeah. Because I think um, this period has also showed me um, you know, exactly who you, and what you have in, yeah. your, in your business. Yeah. And the value um, because, of those you know, people. Yeah. And the value of those people, because, you know, yeah. there are those, um, you know, there is a difference between, um, you know, an, an, an employee who is ensuring that they're delivering to what's required um, and they're pushing to as, you know, as much as they can uh, from a client perspective to, uh, to an employee who is on Netflix and, you know, baking and enjoying yeah. life, you know? Right, right, right. At this time, what you need is, is, is definitely, um, you know, people that understand that we need to work together to solve and hold on tight together versus right. those that are just um, in it for, yes. in for the right. So I think as entrepreneurs, um, I think one of the big thing or big lesson for me right now has been, do look and do review because we do need to go back into into um, you know into into 
the environment um, and we can't show up exactly like how we left. I think no. there has yeah. to be, we're yeah. going to have to work with a lot less that we're going to be getting from an income perspective from our clients. Um, sure. A lot of jobs that we had, um, you know, secured this year are going to uh, go, they're going to disappear. Retainers yeah. are going to be cut. Um, there will be challenges and therefore we're going to have to make a lot more happen with very little. And it also means that from a business perspective, I too need to look at um, how do I become more lean and more efficient as a business yeah. in order for me to run. So you're, 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 you know, keep your good people, but you've got to ensure that the, those that aren't good for you as an entrepreneur and as a business, those are going to be your biggest challenge. And when, when you're going through a difficult moment like this one, this is the time where you can't have people who are not um, invested in the business. You yeah, know, for those that are not so invested true. in the business, they mustn't be in the business. Um, yeah. You know, they need to find other opportunities, and it's an opportunity for for you know for you know, for us all as entrepreneurs right now to to relook who we have. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a strong point, and I mean, I see some of the comments coming through about wartime presidency and wartime leadership, and I think that's exactly what it is: is that uh, we're all going to be judged and remembered for how we kind of came out of this particular crisis and the way we treated people, the way we treated our clients, the way we treated our team. But then the flip side of it is that as a wartime general, you need a wartime team. You know what I mean? That's committed to what you're doing and committed to that cause. You know, I see a couple of people saying, you know, I'd love to work for you or we're hiring, you know, are you hiring? And it's like, you know, and I want to open this up to some questions, you know, in our last few minutes. And so please send them through, guys. I'm seeing them and I appreciate them. But then, you know, coming out of this, this slide is like, what, what, what does the perfect employee kind of look like from someone you already have on your team to someone that you would hire after a crisis? Like what kind of, what kind of skills does that person have? Who's that perfect person for you? I think, um, you know, the two sides um, of, of the way I look at it is that on the one hand, you need the technical skills yeah. um, in yeah. what, in the work that we do. So you need to know and be, you know, um, buttoned up when it comes to the, the, you know, the value chain of brand building and, and, and brand communication. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, the, the, um, the fire starters, the hungry people, their personality, yeah. you know, the, the, the EQ, the, you know, the stuff that you can't buy, you know? Yeah, We need those um, um, mini entrepreneurs in your business who understand the, you know, the value of what they do and the value of the business delivering to what, it's, you know, to what is required. And yeah. especially for a business like ours, you know, our business is fighting against some of the biggest players in the industry. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. we are working in an, in an untransformed industry. Um, we are always walking into, in, into rooms um, already judged. So yeah. already, you know, already as it is, you know, we, you know, we have to show up and be that much better than any of the other players. You know, we have yeah. to be that much more uh, bunched up um, than, than anyone else because our mistakes get amplified so much more and they get highlighted so much more yeah. than, what, than when we do good. So we have to not give them any reason um, to, you know, to, to, to look for another um, agency, but we need to ensure that right. at least we deliver at a bare minimum to the best standard that, you know, that is required. So I am always for, for men and women who, um, who want to make a, a, a difference, who want to make a mark. They want to make a difference to the people that they need. They want to make a difference to their clients and they want to make a difference to yeah. their own personal lives because it's when we do good as a business, they too will do good. 
Yeah, that's so spot on, Hank. I really love that answer. I think, you know, for me, you know, what's always been the most important trait for me is, is excellence. Um, because I think for me, I, and I always tell people that excellence isn't about perfection, right? It's not about doing yeah. everything the yeah. best way, but it's yeah. a commitment and an effort. You know, yeah. if I see you putting in max efforts and logging on and pushing and coming up with new ideas and just working a little bit harder, it does not always have to be the best execution. But I'm like, I can't take away from the quality of the effort that you just put in. You know what I mean? It's like that extra load, that extra work um, that always stands out to me. And I think especially in times of crisis is like you appreciate those team players that go that extra mile. Like you mentioned, now's not the time to be on Netflix and baking all day. Like we're in crisis mode. You know, we, we need guys that are and ladies that are in the trenches, you know, that are crawling through the dirt trying to help us survive, not people that are kind of taking advantage of the situation. So, yeah, I see somebody mentioned uh, uh, coolers, closers and cleaners and, and, the, and the cleaners is, is spot on. I think that came from uh, Michael Jordan's ex-trainer. I'm, uh, I'm forgetting his name at the moment. So hopefully uh, whoever made that comment will tell us. But uh, it's, it's, it's like those are the kind of people that you want, the people that are always going to go that you, extra You definitely mile. want cleanness. You, know, yes. you don't want people that will fold their hands and say, give me my things. Yeah. You know? yeah. What is the strategy? What is the business going to do for me? Yeah. Um, yeah. You do want people that say, um, what do we do? How yeah. do we do this? Um, yeah. How can I help? Yeah. Um, and that's actually quite interesting because because, because for me, I, I have to say, you know, there are individuals who, who, who have said, um, you know, throughout the industry, how are you doing? What can yeah. I do for you? How can I? Um, yeah. um, and those are the, the kind of soldiers you want to have in your boat. Exactly. Um, you exactly. know, because they, they, yeah. Tim Grover, they've just. Um, yeah, Tim Grover, us. that's it. Yeah. And amazing. I follow him on Instagram. Uh, he's trained like some of the best athletes, Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant. And his performance, like, yeah, he's just measured kind of what makes those peak performers. And those are the cleaners. Those are the guys that really stand out. So much appreciated. Guys, we're, we're going to wrap up just now. But I just want anyone to ask any questions that you have for myself, um, that you have for my wonderful guest here. Come, let them come through so we can uh, so we can answer them. This is your opportunity to kind yes, of do a, a nice a, quick. A uh, I'm taking a picture. Take, yeah, please, man. <laughs> take it, man. This has been an excellent conversation, and I'm really. I think that's what I love most about the lockdown. Actually, is these conversations that we're now able to have. You and I have been meaning to connect forever. Isn't that now, just amazing? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? We, and we have to we find a way to. We have to find a way to sustain the conversation. You know. Yeah, yeah. it's, um, it's incredible. And, and, and I was actually, I was even having a, an, an an idea of maybe one day a week we walk, we yes. work from home. You know. Yeah. Um, just so that we can continue and 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 see how how this works. It could be amazing. <laughs> it actually could because I think. I think that's the new shift, right? Is that now we're actually going to see that, you know what? People are efficient and effective when they go home. So how do we keep some of these lockdown tendencies that are positive Sustain coming the through? Them. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. I love it. We're definitely going to save the video and make sure that we repost it. What's this? You made mention of employee characteristics that a priceless is hunger. How does one prolong this? Corporate environments tend to treat employees differently. That's a great question. So maybe I'm going to remix it a li little bit. Is culture I know is super important to you. So as you've grown, as you have expanded, how have you kept the culture kind of alive and the energy alive? 
Um, I know, I think you call your team All-Stars. Is yes, that's our, that's, that, that's our All-Stars. We are all All-Stars. Yeah, yeah. So how um, have you done that? How have you kept the energy up? Yes, I think what's obviously um, obvious, and you will know as an entrepreneur, yeah. is that um, your people become a, a mirror of you, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, the energy that you, you know, that you bring into the business is an energy that, that permeates. But one of the biggest things that I've learned and I've seen is um, a personal connection to um, the business uh, that is beyond yeah. just I'm doing my job. Um, a, yeah. a much bigger um, vision that it, you know that you know that sets the team on fire, and they feel like they're working for something much more than just to earn a living. But they also are um, are benefiting from from the experience, and they're learning and growing. And there's a personal development and a drive that they have. Because at the end of yeah. the day, I must say. From, from my, my upbringing in, in, in business has been working with men and women who have had an interest in, in my success and in me doing well um, and not yeah. me doing well in where I work with them only. But um, if I, even when I do leave, you know, they still have been my mentors and friends and yeah. because they are yeah. interested in my yeah. doing well. And I think that has always been a, a way that I've always, um, um, I suppose, has always been a lighthouse for me that if there's, as long as there's a personal um, investment in understanding that the growth of the business has got a direct correlation to the growth of you of you as an individual um, so that when the business grows and it gets better you also um, are growing with it and you also yeah. are, are, are earning with it and you are learning with it and you are, are seeing a huge shift because if if that is not happening then there isn't really a reason other than the fact that someone else might pay me more but it's not yeah. even that you know yeah. it, it could just you know it could just be um you know the fact that um you know there is a a, a much better connection to this business um and where this business is going and sustaining it of course you know at a basic level pay your people well pay yeah. people well you yeah. know pay people salaries that allow for them to live um, yeah. and, and, and be comfortable because honestly speaking, it's one of the areas that needs a lot of, um, of support in this country is our ability for people to earn, you know, wages that allow for them to, to be, to, you know, to live at least comfortably and as, yeah. as they come to your office to have a plan, have a plan yeah. for not just your business, but have a plan for them. What yeah. do they have to benefit? Where do they need to go in, 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 a, in a, you know, in, in, in a year's time, in six months, what do they, you know, um, you know, walk away with. So it's quite important that there's a plan for them. Um, there's a plan that, you know, parallels the business growth and their own growth. Um, and um, lastly, you, you know, have fun. I must yeah. say, I think have fun in the business. <laughs> yes. I think it's important that, you know, we, we walk into spaces that are yeah. enjoyable and fun and warm. And, um, and so I, I, I'm a big lover for, you know, of, of a good environment. Um, yeah, a good environment yeah. that looks good and that is fun and that is exciting because that then you you know then it's 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 uh, it's beyond just the work but it's it's the the family that we have sure. around us yeah mm. i know i love that you said that and i think it's always clear when i interact with you and with anybody from your team is that that that's theirs that people are enjoying themselves but i love that you said you know pay people and pay them well because i think that's also super important is that you know, is that especially as black businesses, we're not always known for doing that, right? Um, we've got different stigmas associated with our business, but that's one thing I'm certainly proud of is that uh, I even tease my team about it. You know, when I see them coming in with Willie's packets, I'm like, you know, you're clearly making too much money. <laughs>
but I'm proud of it, you know, it's because you want to be able to take care, you want to take care of people, man. Okay, cool, guys. Yes. We got a couple more minutes. Um, so I just want to go through these speed rounds of questions because there's so many that are coming through. Um, do you have any digital media advice for the restaurant industry? Probably one of the hardest hit industries right now. What should they do? What can they do? Mm. I know, actually, I had a conversation with a, a good friend of mine who is in the restaurant business. Yes. Um, and he, 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 he runs one of the largest um, you know, restaurants in South Africa today yeah. um, with 900 restaurants in the country. Wow. Um, and and, um, and he, he, he was expressing um, you know, a couple of challenges. And I was actually um, you know, using my, you know, my skill set to say, geez, perhaps you know, uh, a, a full-on drive-through process, much more important now going forward yeah. than sitting um, yeah. in terms of you know, where your, your, your income will come from in the next couple of months. And so yeah. you know, upping the, you know, the drive-through, upping the delivery, um, get food to the people, um, don't wait for, you know, for the people to come. Um, you know, um, I guess, you know, the concept of kitchens that operate, yes. um, but deliveries that are not necessarily, you know, come from the kitchen straight to someone's yeah. house. Um, yeah. And I think it's going to be a, 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 a modus operandi for the next couple of months because we are not going to be seeing um, hundreds of, of, of restaurants packed in the next couple of months. Yeah, just based yeah. on social distancing. That's, the the, the sit-down business is, is, is going to be the dead for a while. The sit-down business, I think yeah. you may want to just flip that around. You know, yeah, that, you know yeah. so your takeaway business has to be, and your takeaway and delivery business right now, if you're in the, in the restaurant business, has got to be your core business. Yeah, for sure. No, mm. I love it. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's such a good point. Got time for a couple more. Some of the questions I've seen, we answered a little bit earlier in the conversation. So we're going to post this. It's going to be available. Please go back and watch it. You've dropped so many gems in this conversation. So I'm going to watch it again myself. So I really appreciate it. Um, what keeps you focused and productive in your day? Like we're no longer being able to go to the gym, to go to, a, to your wonderful office. Like how are you setting that up at home to still remain productive? What are you still doing? I've tried to keep a routine um, that still works within sort of what I, um, you know, all of us. So nothing has changed that drastically. I yeah. still go to bed late. I still wake up in the time that I wake up in. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I'm missing is that I am not dressing up enough and I am not going somewhere. <laughs> Have you not been wearing your suits at home? <laughs> and I'm not in the boardroom, you know. It's like interesting. However, I think that, um, yeah. you know, I, I haven't had the luxury of just, you know, hanging. But I think what has been really good has been just my ability to just find time um in my in my day in my yeah. night in particular to watch the things that inspire me and laugh yes. a bit so i'm watching yeah. good sitcoms yeah. good movies yeah. good ser series on television and reading good books i think just to keep me inspired um beyond just me working throughout the day um and 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 i mean you know luckily i also i'm i'm in a home and and um you know my my other half my better half is also working hard. So between the two yeah. of us, we, we you know, we're we pushing are along. each other yeah. um, and, 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 and fighting for how many printers or how many copies we're printing each yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I love the same push. Huh? Yeah, no, we have to, hey? We really yeah. do. No, that's it's so amazing. I've really appreciated the conversation. I guess my, my very last question to you is uh, you wrote an amazing book uh, and a bit of a biography about yourself. Um, I know for a fact that you still got a long way to go, right? Um, you still got much more success and growth. 
why write the book? Why tell the story where you are today? What was the motivation there? The motivation was actually simple. Um, yeah. You know, on a daily basis, I get um, hundreds of, of, of um, uh, questions on, on social media about yeah. um, how, how did you do it? How did you start? Where did you start? Why did you study? How did you grow up? Things like that. So it felt quite uh, opportune that I could be able to answer so many more people in yeah. an easier way um, and speak about this and make me think about where I was going. So you are right. Um, there's absolutely um, a lot more to do, yeah. but this book for me uh, was just a way of being able to put um, you know, my story out there and articulate it in a way and hopefully be able to inspire particularly young men and women who are, yeah. who are starting in the industry um, and who wants to do good just to say that it's possible and then it can be done. But I also think that the, the, the other part was the biggest mistake that we do, and I mean, um, as, as black young or as, or as black professionals is that yes. we always say, oh, I'm too young to be saying anything. Yeah. I don't think I've earned my stripes enough. Yeah. So I must be 90 years old and then write a book. Yeah. Um, but actually the story of where you are right now is it's incredibly so valuable. It is. Is, is valuable. Yes. And, it's, you know, and you know, as, a, as, a, as an author yourself, that it's, yeah. it's not an easy uh, uh, job, you know, to it's do. Not. It's not. <laughs> you know, it's, it's quite, you know you, you know, you have to contend with quite a lot of challenges there yeah. in terms of, you know, how you feel about the book. But I think the, um, the response has been phenomenal. And I'm so grateful for every single person who has bought the book. Um, it's been such an, an amazing um, inspiration to me. Yeah. Um, if, you know, funny enough, I thought that my, you know, my better half and my mom and dad and my friends are going to buy the book, but it's been widely yeah. <laughs> accepted and, 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 I'm, and I'm really grateful. And I think um, it will be just a miss for me to kind of go off without saying this. Um, yeah. You are important. Um, and Mushambi, thank you so much for uh, what you do. Um, you know, black leadership, um, black young entrepreneurs, black entrepreneurs, we are so behind. We are so behind in being able to claim our space in yeah. this country. Uh, we are behind in claiming our space in the, on the JSE. We are behind in claiming our space in capital. We are behind in claiming our space in property, in brands, in, you know, so we have to rally together and, and inspire each other to do better and grow. Yeah. And I thank you for taking the time to have this conversation because I hope it, if anything, it just, you know, it just lights a spark everywhere um, and, and get more people, um, and get more black people interested in business. Yes, I hope so, man. And I, and I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule because the feeling is mutual. We have to do this again because this has been an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much. Guys, please, as soon as you can, get a copy of uh, Stand Against Bland. It's literally one of my favorite books that I've read this year. I finished it in two days. And I feel oh. like, I, like as soon as I finished reading it, I felt like I know this guy through and through. I know everything about you. I mean, you were so vulnerable. You were funny. Um, you were just honest about your struggles and your journey. So I've appreciated it. And I learned a lot about it. And I learned about, about, a lot about you. So we definitely have to do this again. Absolutely, we will do. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, me. thank you so much. Good luck. We'll chat soon, man. Ciao, ciao. Take care. Bye. All right, cheers, guys.